Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Discoculia Definition Inspiring Stories Clockwork Math Anxiety and Discoculia Deficit or Difference. This is our podcast for week 17 in 2018. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Kudia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, always great to be Good here. Good to see you again. Good to see you again. We have uh, a number of interesting uh, links. The first one talks about the Disco Kudia definition. Has that not been settled yet? I wished it had. Actually, this particular uh, link uh, was to a webinar by uh, Mrs. Judy Hornigold, and she is uh, really interested in dyscalculia. She writes about it a lot, and uh, she was going to talk about that. Now, the essence of it is that there is not yet a universally agreed definition for developmental dyscalculia. And the studies into um, what define dyscalculia are unfortunately uh, not as numerous as uh, those that uh, talk about the definition of dyslexia. Right. Now, the definitions and diagnosis vary also from study to study. So even if you compare studies that... Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was the same as, as when, when I was still working in... Apples uh, and oranges. In... Um, Neonatology, we had those follow-up studies and uh, there were huge differences in how they defined their um, disability and uh, handicap uh, proportions of survivors. So that really needs a, a good definition. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, still um, a fairly large percentage of the population uh, has really severe difficulties with math. And the writer suggests that a developmental uh, model of dyscalculia is important and that we should categorize also various causes of difficulty with math. And, and that is, is very clear uh, that there are many different uh, causes and that uh, they surface uh, in different ways. There is fairly convincing evidence that uh, the basic numerical skills are the issue in developmental uh, dyscalculia, and that is a combination of certain parts of the cerebrum and also uh, maybe uh, of the cerebellum. Therefore, um, only educational tests are definitely not uh, the solution to identify all those uh, characteristics. Now, the second point is obviously that Developmental dyscalculia is uh, not one thing. There are many things that contribute to it, and also uh, it's um, heterogeneous, if I may use that word. Mm-hmm. Like actually all the other neurodevelopmental uh, disorders. Right. So um, a multidimensional um, assessment can bring out these backgrounds, these different. Uh, representations of the arithmetic process and they should be evaluated um, both in how the response is and also um, how quickly the response comes so how easy it is for that person to process that numerical information 
And that is actually why we have at Descalculia Services now have um, a lot of different modules in our online test, uh, the Math and Discalculia screening test. Mm -hmm. And you can uh, see also in the results that we have uh, results that say how well a student can do a certain math activity, but also how um, fast he can do it, how mm -hmm. easy it is to do that. And the combination of those two uh, give really valuable uh, information of what to do and how to help a student. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that uh, makes that clear. The, uh, the next link mentions inspiring stories. Now, I'm curious. Yeah, this is a link that uh, actually doesn't have so much to do with Discopilia itself. It's about a range of women uh, sharing their inspirational stories with the college students. Uh, but one quote uh, just caught my attention here. My advice is, um, that's the quote, whatever you want to be, just go for it, unquote. And that's a very positive, active uh, quote. Too many people wait for approval from their surroundings before they follow their dreams. But realistically, um, they know what they want. Right. And... If they would just go for it, even if it's not easy at the start, um, highly likely it will work out. So it's it's really a very reassuring uh, quote. And um, even if it doesn't work out, they know that they have tried. So they felt what they tried, and that, that gives them satisfaction. Instead of just sitting there and not doing anything right. and just assuming that they can't do it. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Good quote. Very true and inspirational indeed. Now the next link is called clockwork. So what can I expect there? Now that's an interesting point and it's brought up by the BBC. We, we love the BBC and they have uh, very good um, parts of their website that uh, deal with uh, education, both in background information and in activities for students. So mm -hmm. I would definitely advise you uh, to put the BBC in your uh, favorite lists. And uh, here, the question is, do children uh, nowadays have trouble with reading analog clocks or is it just the children with dyscalculia? So is it a, no, a okay. more general issue now? Right. Now, it seems that all younger people uh, right now struggle more with uh, analog clocks. Interesting. And, and more and more schools actually put digital clocks in their exam rooms because we have seen that many students, um, if they cannot work with an analog clock, cannot time themselves and uh, cannot finish in time for an exam and oh, okay. uh, stay on one or two questions oh, okay. way too that long and then uh, have a bad grade. Mm -hmm. So they need to <coughs> be able to time themselves uh, during the exams. And if that is what's helped them, I would, uh, I would definitely uh, ask for a um, digital clock in every exam room. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com and we're looking at the links provided on our website DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. The next link is about math anxiety. That's a, that's a huge issue, isn't it? It is a very, very huge issue and I cannot stress it enough. Many, many children show these pervasive negative emotions with uh, math and it really stifles their progress. And 
if they develop full-blown math anxiety, you have to take care of that first before you can help them uh, to start making progress in math. And this study uh, focused on the relation between those negative emotions and uh, their achievement with and uh, and then children they tested children with and children without developmental dyscalculia mm -hmm. and they had uh, yeah they had they have tasks to uh, bring out how those children work with math now it was very clear that the students with developmental dyscalculia uh, showed way more math anxiety uh, when they had to do an explicit math uh, interview and they showed really lower math performance uh, so the achievement compared to controls who didn't have the anxiety uh, further on the math anxiety was equally present in boys and girls okay so no uh, gender, difference, a, no, no gender okay. difference there even in the earliest stages of schooling uh, they already uh, showed this anxiety and it was definitely hampering their performance. So I think that the strategy to look at math anxiety uh, for really young children um, is very important. And uh, you really need to rely on the uh, math anxiety protocols for interviews, not just... To find that out. Right. Yeah, not just glance it over right. and say, okay, it. well, the, the, there is, there's no problem here because I don't see it immediately. But uh, you need to ask specifically to bring this out okay and then do something about it right okay the uh now the final link is about how to call this calculia a deficit or a difference so where are you on this debate i i know that um in the u.s they call it also, and that's a different debate, they call it a disability, mm -hmm. but that is because of the federal legislation that refers to learning disabilities. And then in the UK, I think they, they talk more about a difference also. But that's a slightly different debate than this debate, a deficit or a difference. Where are, where are you on this? Well, um, let's first mention where this comes from. Uh, this is from uh, the journal Education Sciences, and the title of the article is uh, very interesting. Um, against the odds, insights of a statistician with dyscalculia, mind you. <laughs> it's publicized under the Creative Commons license, so everybody can access it, okay. and it's a really interesting read. The second author, Dylan Lynn, is the person with uh, developmental dyscalculia. And she started, uh, the, she took the initiative to say, we need to write about this because this is important. And okay. uh, then the whole article came about. So she majored in math at the University of California, Berkeley, which is uh, no small uh, achievement. And uh, this article talks about the difference between deficit and, uh, and difference, learning difference. Now, obviously, there is a lot of vocabulary involved here. Now, a lot of people define a deficit as something that's set in stone. Mm -hmm. And a difference is something that is there, but only it works a little bit differently. And I truly believe that there are students who have 
a deficit in uh, the areas that do that that we use for uh, mathematics. The difference in how you approach and what you know about the brain and the malleability of the brain is that even if it's a deficit right now, it doesn't have to stay a deficit. So if you think that the deficit is set in stone, then I think deficit is not a good uh, word to use okay. here. If you understand, like all the new um, research tells us, that even if there is a deficit at what point in time, that by the proper intervention, you can uh, retrain the, retrain brain. the yeah. brain and okay. take care of that deficit, then I would call it a deficit. So, okay. Well, that's now another clear, thing yeah. that that comes up here is that they want to debunk a few myths. So, uh, one of the myths that, that they describe about uh, developmental dyscalculia is, uh, like I, I already said, that it is from an inherent cognitive deficit, and they feel that that's a myth. Well. Um, like I just said, it depends on how you uh, define these words. Yeah. The other myth about developmental dyscalculia says uh, students with dyscalculia cannot learn uh, or do any higher level math. And I truly believe um, that that is a, is a myth. I mean, I do not just believe it. I you see, see it, it in, practice every in day. my practice. Right. Uh, even students with dyscalculia can definitely learn to do uh, higher level math, even if they keep struggling with uh, some of the basic math facts. As long as they understand how it works, they can still make progress. And are they a little bit slower? Yes. Does it take them a little bit more time to learn it and to work it out? Yes. But we have enough provisions for those students that they can get extra time for tests and quizzes so that they can still be, um, uh, be uh, effective and, and, and have success in higher level math. So those were two myths about developmental dyscalculia. They also come up with two myths about learning math in general. And one of the myths is that you need to master the basics to do higher level math. Well, that sounds to me like the same as you need to be proficient in spelling before you can understand a book. So, right. and that is also not true. We all know that we have a lot of people who need spell checkers and can still understand really, book. Yeah. really complicated uh, literature. Yeah. So I totally agree with that. That's a myth. Also, the second myth about learning math is that speed and efficiency are important to succeed in math. Okay, if speed and efficiency are there, it is definitely great help. But if you cannot reach the same speed as an average student, you can still get there. So yes, I do believe that this is a myth and uh, that we should allow students who um, who are a little bit slower that they can still work it out. Also, uh, very interesting, a lot of compensation methods that uh, Miss Dylan Lynn used are described here. And I, I really, really like that. She basically 
invented herself and used very consistently exactly the methods that we use that for you apply in your day that we already practice that very we apply. Good. and she came up with that herself so that's really nice okay okay thank you very much for your insights this week dr schroeder i hope to see you again next week Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com and you can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. She maintains board both on Pinterest and on Flipboard and she runs five free webinars and all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have DiscoCulia, you can do the free DiscoCulia checklist on our website DiscoCuliaServices.com or you can get a more comprehensive math and DiscoCulia screening test at DiscoCuliaTesting.com. Dr. Schroeder is on a mission to increase the number of Discoculia tutors and has developed a whole online course for this. And that, all the information is on discoculiatutor.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.